on this episode of Sex and Healing. Wow, and we're journeying in the same direction and it's amazing. And then our trajectories start to show that actually we're moving away from each other. And when you first start to feel that happening, you're like, ah, oh, no, 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 it's good, it's good. I'll just, I'll change myself a little bit so that we can stay harmonious. I won't become too much of that. So most people want to turn their back to it and not look at it or like they get so pained by it that they they behave badly and they shut each other out and they get nasty with each other. So my commitment when it comes to breakups is to do it well, to do it as well as you do the relationship, to invest as much in ending things as you do in the beginning of a relationship. This is when things can get toxic and this is when things can get nasty and messy. This is when that manipulation can start to come forward. So for the person that chooses to step out of a relationship dynamic, it's so important that you hold that conviction inside of yourself with love, with openness, to not shut down, to not withdraw, to not be toxic yourself, but to to lovingly hold the knowing that it's for the best for both of you in the long term, even though there's pain. Now, I don't leave a relationship until I know that I've given it my absolute fucking best, that I have explored every single fucking avenue that I can to make this relationship work. And only at that point can I say, okay, it's time. Hello, and welcome back to the Sex and Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kiner. And thank you so much for joining me as we take a wild ride together through the realms of sex and healing. Today's podcast episode is all about how to break up well. (laughs) That might be something that you've never considered before, but it's something I think about a lot. (laughs) So I'm excited to bring you all of that wisdom. But before we jump into it, I do want to announce that my five-day pleasure challenge is coming up and it is free and I'd absolutely love you to join. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes to register and we're going to have five amazing days of amplifying pleasure in our lives. I'm going to be hosting this challenge while in quarantine in Australia. It's going to be a wild ride and I can't wait for you to join me. So please register and please invite any of your friends that might like to come along and join us. So that is for women five day pleasure challenge and the links are in the show notes. So, of course, if you are enjoying this podcast, then please subscribe, share it with friends, and please consider leaving a five-star written review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Donations and tips are not expected or required in any way, shape, or form, but even the smallest amount is extremely appreciated, and you can donate via the PayPal link in the show notes. So let's jump into it. Let's talk about how to break up well. So the first very good breakup (laughs) I navigated when I think back to my early breakups holy moly my first relationship ended because he punched me in the face and I just screamed the house down and I was so grateful to get out of there just so fucking grateful someone punched me in the face isn't that terrible so that was my early humble beginnings in relationships no one teaches us how to relate I didn't have any healthy role models for relating I had no idea what love was there was no love present in the relationships that I was looking up to when I was growing up and learning and modeling from. So I really had a lot to learn and relationships are such a fucking juicy part of my life. They, they're the driving force in my life. Really. 
I love to relate. I love the the beauty that relationships bring into my life. I love the intensity and the passion of falling in love. I love feeling these soul connections that I have with people all over the planet. You know, I feel like the last five years, it's just been this journey of love stories and it's been amazing and heartbreaking and expansive and so much growth. But the truth of relationships is that all relationships end. Every single relationship we will ever enter into in our entire life will end except for the relationship that we have with ourselves. So the ultimate relationship is the one that we have with self. That is where our main focus needs to be. That's where the improvement in our external relationships come from. But if we recognize that all relationships end, then we needn't fear the fact that it might end. Society really places a lot of pressure on us that relationships, you should fall in love with your one and only and spend the rest of your life together. And anything other than that is a failure. (laughs) If you have multiple relationships, then that's not okay. If you have three marriages, then that's not okay. If you get divorced, if you're young and divorced, then that's not okay. There's all this glorification of long lasting relationships. But the nature of reality is that we're growing and evolving as individuals all the time. And perhaps it's a generational thing as well that we grow and evolve more than the generations before us. But the likelihood of us being aligned with one person for the rest of our lives is very slim. If you're the kind of person that doesn't grow and doesn't rock the boat and doesn't want change, then yes, perhaps it's far more likely. But if you're someone that is invested in your own growth and development and potential as I am, then it's likely that you're going to go through a lot of relationships in order to learn, to grow, to get the lessons out of it. And because you continue to grow and expand in different directions. So when you think about the joy of meeting a soul level love on the planet and you're like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing ever. And I never want to live life without you. And how did I ever exist without you in my life? This is amazing. We want this forever. And it can feel like we're heading in that track. Like, wow, this is, I can see is growing old together. This is amazing. So our two souls are on their own trajectory and they cross at some point, they come together and it's like, wow. And we're journeying in the same direction and it's amazing. And then our trajectories start to show that actually we're moving away from each other. And when you first start to feel that happening, you're like, ah, no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. I'll just, I'll change myself a little bit so that we can stay harmonious. I won't become too much of that or I won't stretch too much in this way so that we can still share the same path. Like, ah. So we often perceive that time as a bad time to feel that the change is coming and there's a bigger gap between us than there has been before. And we're kind of growing in different directions or at different rates. And we try and stop that process. And now if you're in any kind of codependent relationship, if you have any kind of faulty attachment, then it's likely that you get extremely manipulative at this point, extremely manipulative. You might not like to see that. You might be aware of it. You might be completely unaware of it. What, what tends to happen at this point in most relationships is this is where the subtle manipulation comes in, where you try and hold each other back so that you can maintain that harmonious place. It's like when we're existing as this version of ourselves, we get along. When we're at the next iteration or next expansion of ourselves, we don't get along so well. The harmony isn't there. You annoy me a little bit when you're like that, or you're too powerful when you're like that. And so we subtly control and manipulate the other one and bring them back down into this place where we're harmonious. 
So I see this in relationships a lot. It certainly exists in my relationship. When you're very closely bonded and in unhealthy ways or when there's attachment trauma at the root of your relating styles, then there's this very primitive part of the brain that is trying to get its needs met and is terrified of losing this relationship and so it starts to play a bit dirty. And there can be little stabs, there can be little manipulations, there can be judgments of the other one or threats towards the other one like, well, if you're going to go do that, are you going to ruin our entire relationship? Are you can throw everything away for that? Those kind of behaviours are extremely toxic. To, to love well is to say to the other one, I love you enough that I want you to follow your highest alignment and I want to follow my highest alignment and I want to be the best version of myself and I don't want to hold myself back and I don't want you to hold me back and I don't want to hold you back either. Like we want to be growing and expanding, but if that means that we're growing and expanding in ways that make us no more harmonious, then the most powerful thing we can do is end the relationship strong, finish strong, say, wow, I'm recognizing that we're not fitting in this anymore and we need to change it. That might just be a modification of the way that you're relating now. It might be that you start to open your relationship. It might be that you close an open relationship. It might be that you transition into friendship or just co-parenting. There's so many different ways that we can relate. It doesn't have to mean that the relationship is completely and utterly over from this point, but it might be. It might be the recognition that we shouldn't be in each other's lives moving forward or we're really just not aligned in that way. Or it could be that you've been so intimate in the past that it's very hard to transition into a friendship because the ability to sink back into the old dynamic is so strong. And that's particularly present in dominant and submissive dynamics where you become so energetically merged into each other that I call it like an energetic template. That template is inside of you. And when the two of you have those two templates together, you like the tendency is to drop back into it. So it can be the recognition of like we actually can't be friends until we are very different people and we've evolved quite a way beyond our dynamic and then maybe we can come back into each other's lives. But to finish strong is just to recognise, okay, this way of relating that we've been experiencing isn't going to work. Either it doesn't meet my standards, I'm changing and growing and I want something more for myself than what you're able to provide I want more for you than what I'm able to provide and I recognize that I'm not giving you what you need. It might be a level of healing and growth inside of you that makes you recognize that this relationship isn't suitable for you anymore. You know, relationships are our healing ground as well. So they can be a beautiful place for healing and growth. And then we can kind of get attached to that and then feel bad that we're moving on from it. But it's likely that we are going to move on from it because we come together at this time. When I look at my marriage, we came together at such a young age as two very young people who didn't yet know ourselves and we learned who we are through our relationship. We healed and grew so much. But essentially the foundation of that relationship was one that was based on faulty relationship patterns and trauma. So no matter how much we grow, that's still there at the core of things. And some people have the amazing opportunity to grow within that for a very long time. I stayed in that marriage for 12 years. We had an amazing amount of growth. But truly the next level became available to us through the growth of separating. And that's how we continue to serve each other. And that's how we continue to love each other. So people often think, but I love this person. It's a bit of a misnomer to think that you end a relationship because you don't love them anymore. Of course you love them. Of course the love remains. 
but to stay in a relationship that doesn't suit the highest and best or doesn't help you become or doesn't suit you with the person that you're becoming, then the most loving thing to do is end the relationship and end it with consciousness. So most people want to turn their back to it and not look at it or like they get so pained by it that they they behave badly and they shut each other out and they get nasty with each other. And some people end a relationship early because they know like the pain is coming or it's going to end and then they don't want to feel that. You know, when I was a nomad and falling in love all over the planet, I'd have these amazing love affairs, but they knew I was leaving and then they'd shut down. And I was like, but I'm still here in this country for another two weeks, another four weeks. Like, don't you want to enjoy this? And they're like, oh, but you're leaving. And they were so afraid of that pain. And I think, would you say the same thing to your dog? (laughs) If your dog was going to get put down in a month and you knew you had one month left, would you just say, oh, no, I'm going to put them down now? Well, they're going to die. It's going to be too painful. I'm going to go through the pain now. You never would. Never. You'd be like, oh, my God, dog, we are going to give you the best month of your life. You're going to run through the fields of daisies. You're going to have all the trees that you want. You're going to be able to sleep on the bed. We know that when that time is limited, that we cherish what is there. But when it comes to our personal relationships, we don't apply the same ethos, but we can. We can say, well, we know this relationship is going to end at some point. We don't know how long it's going to be for. It feels like forever right now, and that feels fucking amazing. But we're open to the fact that it won't always be the case. So let's go all in. Let's get all the fucking goodness out of the relationship the whole way. And when it comes, when we become aware that it's ending, then we're going to do that just as well. I often see the ending like the sunset. The sunrise is this beautiful moment of the day, of the new day rising, of all of that potential. We don't know what's ahead. (sighs) Such a stunning thing to witness. When we come to the sunset, it is equally as stunning. But the sunset of our relationship, we're like, oh, nope, turn my back on that. Don't want to look at that and that early. Like if we brought our full presence to it, we could appreciate it for its beauty and all the opportunities that let that lay in it and all the new potential that's opening up and all of the unknown, like it can be equally as beautiful if we hold that perspective. So first and foremost, do not be afraid of a relationship ending. Do not be afraid. Do not avoid it. Do not turn your back on that. Know that it will. So move towards it with grace and excitement and say, I don't know what's next. I don't know how we're going to transition, but the time has come. This is going to involve pain and this is going to involve grief and it, it can be practically difficult as well when your lives are entwined or your finances are entwined or you live together or there's children involved. But if you keep holding that perspective of grace and consciousness and love and willingness, then you're going to get through that with the best fucking chances for a future and a future together potentially and the future lives of your children. So when my marriage ended... I ended up following this crazy calling that I had to go to Hawaii and I'd never been there and all these signs and synchronicities were happening in my life and finally I was like, fine, fuck, I'm going to follow this thing. And I was watching this movie called Aloha and we had it on the big screen, like in the projector in the bedroom and the mountain, they were negotiating the ownership of the mountain with the Hawaiians in the film And when this mountain came on the screen, I could feel every cell in my body just going womp, 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 like being magnetized into the fucking screen. I was like, oh, my God, that mountain's calling me. 
And so after the movie ended, I had this deck of cards beside my bed and they're the Alana Fairchild Wild Kwan Yin cards. And so I was on this woman's newsletter list and I saw that she'd release these new cards and I was like, fuck, I've got to have those cards. Like I'm quite addicted to Oracle cards. <laughs> Back in my marriage, I wasn't allowed to have any more. I used to have a one in one out rule because I had 19 decks of cards, <laughs> 19, one, nine decks of Oracle cards. <laughs> But I saw this email, I was like, must have those cards. And I got a text message from the owner of the yoga studio where I worked and she said, there's something in the office for you. So I was like, oh, okay, thinking it's administrative stuff. And I went to work the next morning at 5.30 in the morning to teach the 6 a.m. class, excuse me, and there was a present in the office for me. And I thought, oh, my God, she knows it's my birthday. That's so sweet. And I opened up the gift and it's those goddamn cards. (laughs) Now, I had thought, oh, that might be a couple of weeks before I get those cards because I'd have to go from the publisher to the distributor to retail. But it turns out my beautiful boss, it's her father-in-law that is the publisher of those cards. (laughs) So I got those cards as soon as they were released. They were so special to me. They still are. They're still with me now. They've traveled the world with me for five years. So I had, had them beside the bed and I shuffle the cards and I say, is Hawaii calling me? And what is she trying to say? And two cards fell out of the deck. And the first one is called Sacred Sherpa Guides You Beyond. So my question was, is Hawaii calling me? And what is she trying to say? And the card says, I am calling you to me. You will not find me on the path that you know. You must meet me at the edge of your world and mine, upon the sacred mountain. So I'm sending you a guide an emissary of love who will lead you beyond the known path and show you the way to the sacred mountain. There we shall be together. I shall share such sweetness with you, such beautiful light and loving wisdom. You shall know more peace in your heart and trust in life than ever before. I shall bestow upon you a gift of grace that is far beyond the capacity of words to express. I shall reveal myself to you and you shall know me to be one with your loving wild heart. Come to me and receive the gift I hold in grace for you. So that was the moment that I knew Hawaii was calling me. And the second card that fell out was about endings and beginnings. And it says, I simultaneously see the ending and the beginning soon to come, even when you do not, my beloved divine wild child. I watch and defend from past interference whilst I invite new worlds to form through my prayers, birthing them through my heart and the silent unwavering light of my mind. Soon you shall be ready to make this crossing, to acknowledge the ending of this day and the dawn of the new day I've begun to create for you. Do not be afraid of any ending now. All has been divinely ordained and all things happen so that my love can prevail. Endings allow for fresh starts. Focus on letting go now and being firm in your decision. Have courage. Trust yourself. You can love even more in the letting go than you did in the holding on. Be patient and accept where you are now in the process of endings. All will happen soon enough. I am helping you in all ways. Trust me and the new day I bring forth. So to me, I knew in that moment that my marriage was over and I didn't want to hear it and I still stuck my fingers in my ears and was like, la, 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 I like my life. Please don't take it away from me. (laughs) But life does what life does and I got smacked down. So I eventually followed that message to go to Hawaii. And that was the beginning of this amazing five-year journey that I've been on. But 
I had to go through my divorce process on an island where I knew no one, where I'd lost my community, where I'd lost my best friend, where I'd lost the person that I shared the last 12 years of my adult life with since I was 20. So it was a big, big, big transition. And I remember there was one moment in time where I didn't leave my room for three days. I had just been crying, depressed, not eating. I was living in a share house for the first time in a long time and I didn't feel like I had privacy to really cry. And I remember the third morning I was like, Erin, this has got to stop. You've got to pull yourself out of this. You've got to get these tears out. So I decided to go down the beach very early in the morning and I went to Kalihiwai Beach, which was my closest beach and had been quite um, choppy from the time that I moved there. And this morning that I went there, the beach was completely, the water was completely flat. And I wasn't expecting that. I'd seen so many waves and it's a surfing beach as well. And this morning it was just flat and I sat on the beach and I really cried and I sobbed. And I heard this little voice in my ear that said, I'm waiting for you, mama. And it felt so fucking real. I opened my eyes. I was like, what? (laughs) And there's nothing around me. But as I open my eyes and I look out to see, I see this thing just splash. And I was like, what is that? And I look again and it's a dolphin tail and it goes flick and just flicks itself up in the air. And I was like, holy shit, there's dolphins. And so I got in the water and I just swam out to this. I swam so fucking far. I could see the other beaches around the island. (laughs) In hindsight, people said, "Uh, Erin, you know, there's sharks at that beach. And I had my period, but I didn't care. This was an incredibly mystical moment. And I was out there with this pod of dolphins And it was one of the most amazing moments of my life. I cried and cried and cried and all my tears just merged with the ocean. And these dolphins, they were spinner dolphins and they would just jump beside me and spray all this water all over my face as they were spinning. And I was out there for hours. Finally, someone else came out. I was all sunburnt and parched. And she was like, this is the first pod. She came out on a board and she's like, this is the first pod of the season, the first dolphins we've seen. She's like, do you have a board? And I was like, no. And she's like, do you have a wetsuit? And I was like, no. (laughs) But it was a beautiful, magical, special moment that told me, like, everything's going to be okay. We're just going to take a quick break in the episode here to share some love for our amazing sponsor, Maeve. Pleasure is good for you. Unleash and expand your self-pleasure or explore fresh partner intimacy with Maeve. Maeve is your elegant guided pleasure app with a continuously growing audio library of erotic stories, guided sessions, and soundscapes created by top-notch creative writers, sex and relationship therapists, poets, and orgasmic life experts, and brought to life by the most sultry voices and soundscapes. Give yourself or a lucky one the gift of pleasure and use the code ERIN20 to get 20% off your subscription. Details can be found in the show notes or head to withmave.com. Now let's jump back into the episode. So my commitment when it comes to breakups is to do it well, to do it as well as you do the relationship, to invest in much as much in ending things as you do in the beginning of a relationship. So I eventually go back to Australia and my ex-wife and I decide to hold a completion ceremony. So we'd been married long before Australia allowed it to be a legal marriage but we had a ceremony to honour our commitment to each other. So we were also choosing to have a ceremony to 
honor the end of this relationship and to make new commitments. We released each other from the vows that we had originally made and we made new vows of how we wanted to move forward. So my darling healer and very good friend, Donna Wallace, held that ceremony for us and she had this beautiful process in place. She had all these beautiful flowers and leaves and crystals that she and her son had gone to collect from the the park. And she asked each of us to create a mandala that represented us as individuals. So we got to use all these beautiful parts of nature and create this visual representation of who we are. And she then said, Erin, what do you see in your mandala? What does this represent to you? And then she asked my ex-wife, what do you see in Erin in this? And then we did the same for her mandala. We looked at our individual expression. And then she said, I'd like you to make a mandala now that represents your marriage. And once we made that, she said, I'd like you to reflect now on the difference between that and your individual selves. And the one that we made for a marriage was so small and it was completely boundaried. And the ones we made for ourselves were these beautiful, huge, colourful expressions. And in hindsight, we were both like, wow, why would we want to get back into that small container when this is who we are now? So together we then decided to disassemble the mandala that represented our marriage and take those elements into our individual mandalas. So it was this beautiful process of love, of our verbal communication of the commitments and how we want to show up for each other, of these very beautiful visual representations of who we are. And we got to end our marriage in such a loving way. And of course, there was a lot of fucking pain and there was a lot of very dark, heavy energies as we broke this very deep bond and our attachment to each other. But on the other side of that, we are such better people. So in any relationship that's coming to an end now for me, whether that's a romantic relationship or a friendship or anything else, even a a career opportunity, I always end it with thank you, I love you, and goodbye. So I love to take the time to actually sit with each other and really say thank you. Thank you for all the ways in which I'm a better person for what you brought to my life. Thank you for all the ways that you've changed me. Thank you for all the things that you've taught me that I'm going to carry into my life. I love you for these reasons. I see this in you. I see how much you've changed. I see the beautiful gifts that you have to share with the world. I also feel this loving sense of whomever gets to be loved by you next is so lucky like this generosity of love comes pouring out of my heart before I say goodbye. And then importantly in this step, it's also necessary to talk about what that future relationship is going to look like, to set boundaries and to have an agreement for what's right for both of you. Even if it's one person that's ready to leave the relationship and the other person isn't in agreement of that, that's a difficult situation to be in. Absolutely. The person that's choosing to do the walking away when the other person isn't ready has to carry the burden of knowing the pain that they're causing the other one. And it's so important to stay in your heart. It's really, really important that you do choose your own alignment in that moment, even if you know it's going to cause people pain, because ultimately that is the most loving thing that you can do for you and for them is to release the two of you from a relationship dynamic that's not working. If it's two conscious people, then it's likely that both of you acknowledge that it's not working. If there's attachment trauma, if there's codependency, 
it's likely that someone doesn't want to acknowledge that necessarily and someone doesn't want to lose their attachment and lose their dependency and can this is when things can get toxic and this is when things can get nasty and messy this is when that manipulation can start to come forward so for the person that chooses to step out of a relationship dynamic it's so important that you hold that conviction inside of yourself with love with openness to not shut down to not withdraw to not be toxic yourself but to to lovingly hold the knowing that it's for the best for both of you in the long term even though there's pain these breakups they are such initiations into healing and offer us so much potential for growth that's our job is to always look at how am I a better person for this experience? What are my lessons here? How can I grow? I talk about this in so many episodes. <laughs> You're probably so sick of hearing these questions from me. But these are the perspectives and the questions and the self-inquiry that we can have that allows us to, to really get the maximum amount of juice out of this breakup so that we learn and graduate from those lessons and we don't have to repeat them. If we don't learn the lesson, if we don't get the goodness out of it, that's when we get back into the same relationship again, different person, same relationship, time and time and time again until we get those lessons out of it. We also need to make a commitment to stop the bickering. Oh, man. If you're in a relationship that bickers, that has all these unresolved, he said, she said, back and forth, blah, blah, there's got to be a point where you're just saying, no, we're not getting back into that. This is where... So much damage happens in relationship when we're holding on to these resentments and things are unresolved. This is a real sign of some toxic relating and a lack of communication and ability to resolve these things. And it's just so common. This is when it, you know, that bickering turns into little stabs and it, it certainly at the breakup level, it can turn into manipulations and hooks and like if someone doesn't want to let go of a relationship and they have that codependency or anxious attachment inside of them that it it's like a drug and they can behave all, like as badly as a drug addict needing their drug and they just they they can't see and they they're just trying to do everything and scrambling to get you back and i've i've seen that kind of behavior in my early self that desperate fear of not losing someone that first relationship that I was in that I said that he ended up punching me oh man the toxicity and that was just next level and he would say things like he was going to hurt himself if I left it was that manipulative to not lose the source of the drug which is the other person so those boundaries if it's a conscious relationship fantastic then we can just very easily commit to boundaries they can be painful but we can both act from our higher self but at a lower level of consciousness or any of those kind of toxic behaviors then it's really important that those boundaries are very clear and that you uphold those boundaries so if you go into a period of no contact and say let's just take two weeks no contact or if you decide like we're going to move out you have to stick to that every time that you go back on your word you're destructing the integrity of your word and you're feeding into the old relationship patterns so negotiating boundaries and negotiating space on how you're moving forward and what friendship might look like and what you're willing to talk about and what you're not willing to talk about if there's a third party involved or you know you have a partner that's afraid of you being with someone else it's really important that you have boundaries around that and outside of a relationship outside of an intimate relationship you do not need to share details about your intimacy with your ex 
but in codependent and toxic relationships, sometimes they, they, they can really fixate on that. And it's really important. Healthy boundaries is of utmost importance. When you see your ex move on, no matter how healthy or unhealthy the relationship might've been, no matter whether you were the one to choose to leave or them, there's always pain when you see that person move on. As much as you might want their happiness, there's also going to be a twinge of pain or a sense of jealousy. That's very, very natural. In these moments, it's really important that we come back to why. I wrote in my journal all the reasons why I chose to end my relationship from the highest perspective. Of course, the pain points there as well, but because I believe it's the most loving thing that I can do for myself and for others. These kind of statements, a really clear understanding of why we're choosing to end allows us in these moments of pain to come back to that highest truth, which is love. So yes, it's painful to see someone else, see someone you love with someone else. Yes, it's painful, but your partner's moved on and you're still single and you really want to find love again. Yes, it's painful to know that your partner left you because someone else showed up. Like all of that's true. And if we can come back to love, if we can come back to the knowing that this was ultimately for the highest and best and we love that person and we want their happiness, then that's going to help us navigate those moments a little more smoothly. And so the question comes down to knowing when is it time to end a relationship? When is it time to break up? And this really comes down to our own personal standards and values. And we allow others to treat us as badly as we treat ourselves. So if we're being treated badly in our relationships and we're getting walked all over or we're getting lied to or we're getting emotionally abandoned or ghosted on the rake, then that is because we're treating ourselves badly and we're allowing that to happen. When we raise our personal standards and we remember our worth and we act from that place, then at the first sign of those kind of behaviours, it's very clear, like that doesn't meet my standards and I'm not tolerating that anymore. So when you're unclear of your values and unclear of your relationship standards, then you can be in that uncertain place. The uncertain place is necessary. I was there as well. I'm not ready to leave, but I don't want to stay. It's not a nice feeling. And you can go in and out trying to make the decision And I get that. Sometimes we need to be out of the relationship in order to decide, yes, this is for us or fuck, no, I want to get back in. Now, I don't leave a relationship until I know that I've given it my absolute fucking best, that I have explored every single fucking avenue that I can to make this relationship work. And only at that point can I say, okay, it's time. I'm done. There's nothing more that I can do. I know my standards. I'm not going to tolerate these things. I'm not going to allow myself to be treated this way, whatever it might be, that's the point in which it's time for me to leave. So if you're questioning whether to leave, I think the real question is, have you given it everything? Have you tried everything? A lot of people say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to work at it. Or like if the relationship's at risk, now I'm going to, oh, I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm blah, blah, blah. That's when all the excuses come. And that's when they're going to try harder at the last minute when it's almost too late. You want to know for yourself and your own integrity that you gave it everything before we get to that point. You want to know, you want to walk away with your head held high and your heart open and say, thank you, I love you and goodbye. I gave this my best. I got so much from this and I gave so much to this and I'm wholeheartedly leaving. I was wholeheartedly in and now I'm wholeheartedly out. So give it your best shot. Do everything that you can in your power 
and be aware of your relationship standards and values because it, sometimes if if a line is crossed, it doesn't matter how much you've given or not, that line is crossed and that's not okay. That's your relationship standard. If there is a breach of safety, if there is deceit or lying, if there is cheating, I guess, depending on what you define by cheating, whatever your relationship standards and values are, when that is crossed, it's done. If you're in that uncertain place, give it your best shot, do everything that you can and then walk away with your heart open and your head clear and your head held high and your crown firmly on your head. (laughs) And then finally, if you're in that place where your ego is telling you that it is safer to stay than go, that's always going to happen. Honour that part of you because it wants safety. There's Your ego is designed to keep you safe and stop you going into unknown territory because the unknown is not safe. So our survival mechanism says I would rather be safe and in the known than unsafe in the unknown. And a lot of people choose to operate from this place and that's okay. But if you're listening to this podcast, I dare say that you're not one of those people and that you won't be okay with that. And at some point your soul will grow restless and know that you chose easy and you chose safe and that's not who you're here to be. There will always be that feeling that it's safer to stay unless, of course, you're in in actual, your safety is jeopardised. But there's comfort in relationships. There's comfort in the known. It's so easy to stay where it's comfortable. But our soul doesn't want that. Our soul wants expansion and growth and excitement and newness and it wants to experience everything that it came here in life to experience and comfort isn't it there needs to be a balance of comfort with the excitement you can't be entirely in the unknown that's equally as destabilizing and unsatisfying as being in comfort for too long so know that you're going to battle that as well and that your want for safety and comfort is always going to be there and then that's your job to create your sense of safety and comfort as an independent person and not be dependent on someone else for those things. It's amazing that that person has contributed to your sense of safety and that might be emotionally and it might be financially and it might be sharing a home together, but there are more sources of safety for you to receive on this planet and to access within yourself as an independent person. And we shouldn't be putting all our eggs in someone else's basket either. We should have multiple sources of safety so that we're not jeopardized if we lose one of those sources of safety. So set up a support network, lean on friends, tell them I need to feel a sense of safety. I'm going to take this very challenging and scary thing and walk away from my relationship or walk away from my marriage. Can you help me? Can you remind me? Can you help me feel safe? Can I come around for cuddles sometimes? Can I move in for a while? Can you help me look at my personal budget? Whatever it might be, set yourself up for success. Look at what you need outside of your marriage that you can put into place so that you can transition more harmoniously and it's not such a big sense of loss. There's always going to be a sense of loss. There's always going to be a sense of grief. But if you can create some of those support systems and networks around you for the transition, then you'll be able to navigate it more easily. And at some point, finally, we just have to accept the unresolved stuff. There's going to be disagreements between you as a couple that will never get sorted. (laughs) Maybe years down the track when things have calmed down, you can go back and resolve these things, but there needs to be a commitment to say, okay, we're not going to, we're just going to have to let that slide. We're going to have to let it go for the sake of peace and harmony and grace and love and compassion. We just got to fucking take one for the team. 
let that unresolved stuff go. It is not going to serve you moving forward. (laughs) So in summary, my friends, do not be afraid of relationships ending. They all end. Move towards it with grace and with gratitude. See it as a sunset and fucking enjoy it. Commit to doing it well and say thank you and I love you and goodbye. Make sure that you've navigated boundaries and you've navigated space and you've got structures in place to make sure that you're supported through an ending. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And as always, I love to hear from you. Please share this episode on Instagram if you've enjoyed it or share it with someone that you think would get value out of it. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And of course, until next time, laugh loud and fuck louder. (laughs) 